Talk KCLI. He got a victory and an endorsement. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. So it was a big night in Iowa for former President Trump. This has been an incredible experience. The people have been, this is the third time we've won. But this is the biggest win. He got a record 51% of the vote in the Iowa Republican caucuses. Fox's Bill Malusians in Des Moines. Trump had a dominant victory last night. He won 98 out of 99 Iowa counties, and the one county he lost was by one single vote. And as for Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, they were neck and neck for most of the night, but it was DeSantis who ended up coming out on top for second place, coming in with 21% of the vote, while Nikki Haley ended at 19%. She came in third. DeSantis says that's despite Despite the media writing him off. They even called the election before people even got a chance to vote. Vivek Ramaswamy finished a distant fourth and dropped out of the race. Earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement. New Hampshire's next. That primary is a week away, so Trump, DeSantis, and Haley will all campaign there today. But first, the former president is expected in court again today in New York for a second defamation trial. Author E. Jean Carroll won her first case, alleging he sexually assaulted her in the 1990s, then defamed her, denying it. Carroll sued again after the jury sided with her because the former president called her a whack job, insisting still it never happened. 150 million Americans are being warned about frigid cold, and not just in the North. And Arctic air mass has settled in as far south as the Gulf Coast with wind chill advisories from coastal Texas to Florida. Winter weather advisories also in place, stretching from the southeast into Maine. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean, it's affecting travel. Two more than 1,200 flights are canceled. There is a search off the coast of Somalia for two U.S. Navy SEALs who went missing on a mission to intercept a ship smuggling weapons to Iran-backed rebels. America's listening to Fox News. It's 2024. Do you honestly think the government is looking out for you? Do they have your back? We had political chaos, global wars, no border protection, and our leadership telling you about pronouns and electric cars. It's time to take a hard look at protecting yourself and your family. It's time to visit the Oxford Gold Group. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and order the investment guide or make a purchase of precious metals and get up to $2,500 in free gold. 833-995-GOLD. Progressive presents 10 things on a plumber's to-do list that are harder than getting a small business insurance quote. Waking up for 5 a.m. plumbing disasters, finding out why water is pouring from the ceiling while telling a customer to leave the room, replacing a pipe in a home from the 1800s, then dealing with invoices or your awkward apprentice or that really weird smell, and then there's breathing and eating and, of course, clogs. But the easiest thing on any small business owner's to-do list? Seeing if you could save on the business insurance that's right for you. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Coverage provided and service by affiliated and third It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. It's the right time to wake up. It's the right time for coffee. It's the right time to start your day. It's the right time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on News Talk KCLI. And now from the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios, here's your host, Harold Wright. Good morning. Western Oklahoma. Welcome to our program this morning. And Biscuit's here uh, letting you know that it's cold outside. He's got his little uh, jacket on this morning and his hat. He's all warmed up. And so he'll be with us um, throughout the morning. I sent a picture out on Facebook of Biscuit talking on the radio the other day. A lot of positive 
uh, comments about that. Anyway, our guest on the show today, we have two amigos, not three. Uh, Dan Day's not here this morning, but we have uh, Angelo Orfici and Mike Carlin going to be joining us. Tomorrow on the show, I want to mention this. At 645, I've made arrangements to talk with Brad Brong. He's local insurance agent. I want to talk. This is not an ad. It might Some people might consider it an info commercial, but it's not intended to be that. It, Brad probably knows more about insurance than anybody around uh, the business. He's been been in it his entire career. And we just talk about what you need to be doing this time of the year in terms of your insurance coverage and also what's going on with health insurance right now, which is a big topic. So we'll be talking with him at 645 in the morning and then uh, coming up at uh, a little later on in the morning. We've got Bob Burke on the show on this coming Wednesday. Now, Bob Burke is a historian. He's a lawyer. He's written a lot of books about people. And we're going to talk about Victor Wickersham. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Willie Murray, who was a wife of Johnston Murray, governor of the state of Oklahoma, and she's from Weatherford. So we'll have an interview, talk about that. And also, uh, Dean Rader's brother uh, was probably the strongest uh, man in Oklahoma politics, Lloyd Rader. Uh, from Hinton, Oklahoma. So these three people from Western Oklahoma we're going to talk about tomorrow on the program. You don't want to miss it. That's from 7 to 7.30. Take a look at the weather and other things going on and talk with our guests this morning. But first, let's go to the newsroom. Our news brought to you by Shepherd Home Health and Hospital. Welcome to this hour's edition of Right Radio News. I'm John Adams, and here's what's happening in Western Oklahoma. Beckham County Sheriff Derek Manning says a Carter man is being held without bond on a complaint of first-degree manslaughter in connection with a fatal shooting last week. 37-year-old Clayton Sampson Hayes is in custody in connection with the shooting death of 42-year-old Colter Jake Vaught of Sayre. Manning says the shooting occurred on a roadway outside of an oil-filled business on South Merritt Road last Thursday. He says the two men knew each other and reportedly had an ongoing dispute. Tax cuts are going to be an important issue as the state legislature convenes for this year's session. Here's State Representative Anthony Moore talking about how his office prioritizes the importance of different ways to cut taxes. A lot of it comes down to talking to constituents and and finding out where their priority lies. Most people, not all, but most people just want some relief. Oklahoma lawmakers will have nearly $458 million more to spend in the 2024 legislative session than in the 2023 session, according to figures recently certified by the State Board of Equalization. We'll have more news after this. Every year we make important decisions that impact ourselves and our families, like buying a house, changing jobs, having a child. But what about things we don't expect or plan? Like what if you find yourself in need of hospice care for a loved one? Who's reliable? Who will care? Shepherd Home Health and Hospice of Clinton are leaders in the home health and hospice industry. With over 17 years experience, locally owned and operated, Shepherd Home Health and Hospice can help you with all your questions, including insurance and the best way to care for your loved one. Call Shepherd Home Health and Hospice of Clinton today. Fire damaged a home in the 200 block of East 1st Street in Foss on Sunday. Foss fire officials say the home was occupied by firefighter Steve Holscher, who suffered smoke inhalation as a result of the incident. Authorities say one bedroom was a total loss with water damage sustained to at least half of the home. Monetary donations can be made to help with housing and necessary needs. Those donations can be made at the Foss Fire Department at 200 North Broadway or at Sovereign Bank in Canute in care of Steve Holscher. Officials say it's believed the fire was electrical in nature. 
Southwestern Oklahoma State University is announcing the upcoming Anatomage Tournament scheduled for February 9th. This marks the second year the university has hosted the event, offering participants a unique opportunity to engage with the Anatomage Table 3D technology. Teams consisting of three to four students each can register for the Anatomage Tournament during the secondary team and late registration period, reopening this Friday and closing on Friday, January 19th. The top two teams will advance to the championships and will receive scholarships from the Swasu Foundation. I'm John Adams, and this has been the latest Western Oklahoma news on the Right Radio Network. Right Radio News from the Shepherd Home Health and Hospice Studios. Eight minutes after 7, 708, if you just tuned in, uh, we have coming up the three amigos. But first, let's check our weather forecast for Western Oklahoma. Mike Carlin and Angelo Orfici with us this morning, Police Chief, Fire Chief Weatherford. But our weather brought to you by Clinton Regional Hospital. Uh, Clinton Regional Hospital, where excellence in healthcare right here at home. Well, folks, looking at the weather forecast from the National Weather Service, in one word, it's going to be cold and windy today. Uh, but the winds will shift to the southwest. We'll start to kind of warm things up for tomorrow. But today, sunny with a high of 25. Wind chill values at minus 9. Northwest winds at 7 to 9, then becoming southwest uh, this afternoon. And then tonight, clear with a low of around 16. And southwest winds continue with a high tomorrow. It looks like 46. So we're going to see an extreme conversion change here over the next uh, 24 hours going from in, in the teens all day to warmer in the in the afternoon. The rest of the week, it's going to be fairly decent out there, but then turning a little cooler again later in the week. So uh, we're just going to barely get up into the 40s, and then the high on, on Friday is going to be back at 27 degrees. So cold weather in the forecast, no snow at this point. That's good news, uh, particularly for, us, for those of you driving around in western Oklahoma. We'll be back with current conditions right after this. At Clinton Regional Hospital, your health is our priority. We're more than just a medical facility. We're your neighbors, friends, and family committed to keeping our community healthy and thriving. Our team of experienced physicians, nurses, and support staff are here 24-7, 365, utilizing state-of-the-art technology. From routine checkups, emergency care, radiology, laboratory services, ultrasound, and more, we offer a wide range of services right here in your hometown. Clinton Regional Hospital, now open. Well, looking at uh, temperatures, we head out the door today, 5 to 8 degrees along I-40, 7 degrees at uh, Clinton Sherman Air Base this morning, airport, if you will. I still think of it as an air base because it was for a long time. Minus 14 degrees as far as the uh, wind chill index overcast skies this morning. So it's going to feel chilly and cold, not just feel like it. It is. And you could have some damage to animals and people. If you get out there in the in this uh, cold wet without the right kind of protective gear. Speaking of that, we have with us Fire Chief Mike Carlin. Good morning, morning. Chief. Welcome morning, to the program. Hey, glad to be hey, here. I got to do the intro here. You know, I always have to get that in. <laughs> Together, we're the Three Amigos. <laughs> Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find. The Three Amigos! Right Radio proudly presents The Three Amigos, helping to fight the battle for truth, justice, and the American way. 11 minutes after 7 o'clock with us this morning, two of The Three Amigos. Dan Day's not able to be with us this morning. He'll be back next time. But with us this morning is Mike Carlin, the fire chief, and also uh, Angelo Orfici, who's the police chief. Are you moved in to your new digs, uh, 
Mr. Police Chief. Yes, we are. <laughs> I know. We're up and running. I heard on the radio the report that you were there. So what's it look like as you get in there? It's really big. We're just, we don't have enough stuff to fill it. Yeah, I can uh, only it's, imagine. It's super big. It's really nice. So are you actually using the jail yes. at this point? We so opened it up last Friday. It's really nice jail right now. It, it is. So how do you keep it nice? I mean, I, this is not something that you, you particularly want to be nice for people that have to go to jail, <laughs> right? But you want it to be clean. Right. So um, once it, when we put somebody in jail and we book them in custody, then, you know, when they do get out, we actually have to clean the cells and the floors and everything like that. So every time we have a guest, then we clean right afterwards, just like a motel. Now, I noticed you had a drunk tank in there. Yes, we do. Now, did you have one in the old jail yes. like that? Yes. So you just somebody that's that uh, is drunk, you throw them in there until they sober up. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that the idea? Well, they're in there for a certain period of time. Plus, you know, if they get sick and things like that, it's easier to clean that cell. And I noticed, yeah, there's a water kind of in the floor of that. Now, was that like the old jail where you had had a place a urinal actually built into the floor? Well, that's the mental health cell. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. That that's not used very often. I thought so. That what's the difference between the mental health cell cell? Then I, I just thought that was probably the drunk tank when I went by there to look. Oh, at so, it. the mental health cell. It's it's almost like a rubbery coating all over everything. It doesn't have any sharp corners, and so somebody can't hurt themselves in that. Now, did you have that in the old jail? Um, not no, anything of that nature. Nothing. Nothing like that. So do you have anybody like Otis that you, that has a key that just come comes in <laughs> have too much to drink? And Chief Carlin. But he doesn't drink. He just comes over all the time. Yeah, has a key to go in there and sleep if he needs to that's get, exactly get, right. take he a nap or whatever. Come yeah. hang out. He can get away from the other firemen that way. Yeah. Is that, that right? That's uh, right. Chief Carlin. It's just we're going to have to talk about the bed situation over there because it's just not very comfortable. <laughs> really? No, no. So Otis wouldn't like it. He wouldn't like we're it. We're talking about, I'm sure most of our <laughs> listeners know who we're talking about, Otis, Otis. from uh, Andy Griffith's show. Uh, one of the notorious, notorious uh, 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 whatever word I'm looking for. Notorious. This notorious, there yeah, people in jail. You know, it's funny because uh, he was the town drunk, but he was also the only one that was actually married. <laughs> Did you ever think about that? No, I hadn't thought about that, but that, that is true. So... Uh, anyway, you, you've got a nice facility there. You got to be proud of it. Oh, I am very proud of it. Now, you came over from uh, over in the uh, Bethany, Bethany area, Bethany, right? Yeah. So, how did uh, how's, what's the difference between the Bethany Police Station and and the one here at Weatherford now? There's a lot of differences. I mean, this one's more up to date and current with you know different aspects of policing, so to speak. There's a lot more room um, for officers for us to grow. Um, I know at, at Bethany, we, we always struggled with our property room, um, because it just, everything just keeps growing and growing and growing and then you grow out of it and then there's nowhere to expand. Actually, they're, they're actually starting to expand onto a field, um, that was next to the police department over there. So there's, there's always different things that, that are constantly changing. Well, Bethany limited somewhat in growth potential because they're surrounded by Oklahoma city. Yeah. They're landlocked. So Weatherford is not. So we've had growth, and so you you have a little potential then for for growing uh, the police department if needed. Well, I don't. I honestly, I don't think I don't think we'll ever get that big um, as a police force. I mean, I could probably I could probably use another t ten to fifteen officers, and we'd be fine in that building. So, how many do you have now? 
um, we're slated for 30. So is it difficult finding young men and women who are interested in getting into the police uh, business today? That that seems to be the trend all across the U.S. Um, yes. I mean, we do have some problems with retention. Well, you can make I, – I was talking to somebody yesterday, and the highway patrolman today started out at over $50,000 a year without a college degree uh, necessarily. They start with uh, over sixty. I think 61 or 66. So that's a pretty good job starting out. Your son's a highway patrolman. Is he enjoying that, Mike? He loves it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, that's something he's wanted to do for a long time. And, and, uh, now he's back out in this area and, and having a great time. So, uh, is that something that he had aspired to do when he was younger? He will. He did. And for, for many years, you know, I tried my best to make him a firefighter and isn't he just, a reserve firefighter? He, he is <laughs> he a volunteer. He is a volunteer, <laughs> a volunteer. firefighter. Yeah. No wonder. I would be, too, if you were my dad. <laughs> so you're ready to go looking for new policemen. You'd like to hire some additional policemen at this point? Right. We have two two spots open right now. Um, we're just uh, given two additional positions. So so Justin Bashong, I'm sure uh, he's one of your favorites. He's awesome. He's your what? What is his official title? Does he because he is with works with the local schools? He's the school resource officer. He's a sergeant. So is that something that you pay him to do? Does the school help out on that? Uh, because he spends a lot of time at, at the Weatherford Public Schools. We've worked out a method of understanding an MOU with the schools where they pay sixty percent of his salary, and then we pay the forty percent. So during the school year, he's he's there with them. So he's assigned to that. And then, like, during the summertime, he comes back to the police department as a patrolman. So he's right now getting ready to start the second semester. So he's going to be busy at the schools for, for the next three four months. Right. And we also we also entered another agreement with them, and they hired a full-time um, school resource officer. They pay 100% of the salary because they were given a grant um, this year. So that's becoming a, a bigger problem. I would never have thought about having a policeman work uh, at the school when I was in school. Um, but even I even went to a high school in Houston that had 2,000 students, and we didn't have any police officers there back in the 60s. So uh, this is a new day in a lot of ways. You, you, yes, it is. What are, you, what, are you, what are you most concerned about today with schools? Just like pretty much everyone else. I mean, it's, it's the way the kids are brought up these days and the lack of respect that they have for teachers and, and you know, their officials and police officers. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of kids out there know what they can do and what officers and teachers can do, and they try to push that. And you know, you see on the news all the time where a kid attacks a teacher, and that's something that I don't want to happen here. Yeah, particularly um, you don't want a school shooting. No, definitely that not. would be the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yes, and you know, you're no one is exempt from that today. I don't think. No, not not one community is exempt from that. So you got to have have plans in place. I know you do a drill periodically where you practice uh, an open shooter entering the school or getting there somehow and mm-hmm. work through that. Yes. Well, we appreciate you being on the program this morning. Anything else from the police department that you have for us this morning? So we did get a speed trailer. Um, so people will start seeing that on the a, side a, of the road. A speed trailer. A speed trailer. Okay. So you know you, when you're on I-40, it clocks your speed and it tells mm-hmm. you how fast you're going. Well, we, we've got one of those. It'll be all white. You'll see it on the side of the road. And when you exceed the speed limit, it starts flashing red and blue. 
and probably soon after that you'll see the police officer with the lights behind you. So is that stationed in a particular place, or are you move it around? We're going to start moving it around. It, it comes with a data storage device that it tracks how many cars go, what time of the day, and how fast they're going. So we can actually coordinate with our, I say traffic unit, but we have an officer who is in charge of that. So when you first came there, shortly afterwards, there was sort of a upturn in, in tickets being given out. Is that something that you uh, felt was necessary? I know you, you were approached by a lot of people not really understanding that. Right. Not at all. I've never talked to the officers about that. They they do their enforcement the way they want to. I don't I don't intercede on that. So is there any policy on, on that that would dictate uh, anything in particular that, that they should or should not do? No. As long as they pull someone over and they have probable cause, they're free to do what they need to do. So what about, like, uh, policy in terms of how they act or uh, those kind of things? They have to be courteous and respectful. Um, and, you know, you hear – you see things on Facebook um, – about, That's really about a reliable source, like by the way. It is, but you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I seriously, it's I, not. I, it's not at all. But I challenge those people. To, you know, if they do have an issue with an officer, to come come speak with us, um, because if, if I have an officer out there that's doing something that he's not supposed to, let me get that addressed. Don't don't paint that wide brush on every of the officers. Let me try to handle that. But when they just throw out something and and try to stick, it it just doesn't work because I can't do my job that way. Very good. We'll talk with uh, Mike Carlin coming up in just a moment, find out what's going on with the Weatherford Fire Department. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Midwest Farm Shows is the longest-running sponsor of our daily Farm and Ranch email and operates the two best farm shows in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Farm Show and the Tulsa Farm Show. This spring, it's the Oklahoma City Farm Show, April 4th through 6th at State Fair Park. For information on the Oklahoma City Farm Show, call a show manager at 507-437-7969. Also check our website, oklahomafarmreport.com, for details about how you can sign up for our daily farm news email. I'm Amber from Owasso, Oklahoma. I'm a working mom, and I know what it feels like to be busy. But when you make the time to get active, it truly improves every part of your life. Being active is about so much more than fitness. It's about investing in yourself and your mental health. When I'm active, I have more energy and a better outlook on life that allows me to be more present for my children. Find ways to fit healthy living into your life at shapeyourfutureok.com, a program of TSET. If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor and Hydro. We celebrate life. January is School Board Recognition Month, and Western Technology Center would like to recognize its district board members for their commitment to service and dedication to furthering education in Western Oklahoma. Thank you to Ray Chalice, Daryl Nutley and Rudy Mayfield, Jackie Aaron and Phil Delt for your sacrifice of time and your leadership for the faculty, the staff, and especially the students of all the Western Oklahoma WTC campuses. Western Technology Center, educating people for success. 
Leave the past in the past. It's time to want more in 2024. Jump in an all-new 2024 Ford from Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford. The new 2024 Ford Expedition Explorer or the new 2024 Ford F-150. New 2023 is almost gone, making room for more. Rock your new year. Rock a new Ford. Unbelievable pricing, easy financing, great service, best Ford experts in western Oklahoma. Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford, just off I-40 and Airport Road and online at CumminsFordWeatherford.com. Built Ford Tough. Hello, this is Brian Baca, founder of Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. We've been helping people with their individual financial planning for the past 30 years. How was your 2023 compared to the rough year the market had in 2022? Did your 401k or your investment accounts fully recover or at least close to it? At this point in time, your accounts should be at the highest level or close to the highest level they've ever been. If you'd like a second opinion to potentially reduce the impact on your retirement assets or entire portfolio when another year like 2022 happens, Give us a call for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation. December is always a great month to reevaluate the past year and see if you're closer to your goals. And January is the month to take action. We can help you set a more defined course if you feel it's necessary. Give us a call at our office in Clinton, 323-6800, and let's see if we can help you enter the new year with more confidence. Or check us out on our website, retirewithbacca.com. Brian Backa and Briley Backa are investment advisor representatives of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. It's the right time for Western Oklahoma on News Talk KCLI. Good morning. Our guest on the program this morning, uh, we have two amigos with us, uh, Mike Carlin and uh, Angelo Orfici. And it's time now to turn to the fire department, to find out what's going on at the fire department. Good morning, Mike. Welcome again. Morning. Glad to be here. Mike Carlin, the fire chief. Yes, sir. Did you aspire to be the fire chief? You know, I I joked with Dean Brown when he hired me that one day I was going to have his job. But I never really I, I never really thought that at the time. Did you, you know? just kind of joking? I, it was. Yeah. It was just a joke. You know, he asked me, you know, at one point right after he hired me what, you know, what I thought my my end goal was. And I said, well, I want your job, you know, and uh but really, it was a joke. I never really thought about it. And then, uh, just as my career went, um, started doing other things within the department that uh, were enjoyable, and it just led one thing to another. And um, then here I am. So right now, you don't have a fire marshal on staff per se. Is that correct? Correct. So why is that? I mean, I know we had one in the past. I think uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who's been fire chief in the past. You were, well, were you? Well, fire marshal, I I did uh, I did fire investigations, uh, fire inspections, and things. Uh, now it's that that duty has went down to the three captains that we have. Um, they do that. Uh, we also have a contractor uh, that does our plan reviews for new construction and and things. But um, you know, we haven't had a fire marshal in a couple of years. Jay Moore was the last fire marshal that we had. He retired a few years ago, and uh, it's uh, it's a tough position to fill in the fire department because you pretty much come out of the operations side. You're not, you know, you're not on the line fighting fires anymore. And, and we're small enough department that our guys, they, they still, that's, that's what they're to do. You know, that's what their, their uh, goal every day is to come in. And if there is a bad situation, they want to be right in the middle of it to, to make it better. And uh, so it's a difficult position to actually fill. So uh, kind of the duties of the fire marshal have kind of been split between our captains, and um, I still do just a little bit of stuff, but uh, for the most part, our captains, they investigate the fires, and they do our all of our code enforcement. So I was talking to some of the local contracts. They really would like to have somebody local, because I understand mm -hmm. the guy that does the planning review is from out of town. He's from El Reno. 
Yep. Uh, but he's, I'll tell you what, he does a great job for us. He has a great uh, turnaround. Um, you know, if uh, if it wasn't for us having a contract with, with them and doing that, we would have to rely on the state fire marshal's office to do uh, all of our plan review. Uh, they would do all of the uh, 50% and the 100% uh, inspections prior to occupancy of new new construction. And, uh, you know, that plan process uh, through their office right now is back up into the months to get through and and right now um our contractors getting you know plans out normally less than two weeks um so uh there's a few occasions where it might be longer than that but he's he's really easy to work with he's very very knowledgeable on the code and uh, i think he has uh, proven to be uh the person that you know one thing about the fire codes uh there's a lot of things within them uh that are really an interpretation uh, there's a there's a lot of um, almost gray area in there that you have to really really look through and and I think he has shown to be uh, very open. He sits down with us when we have an issue, uh, we talk about it, uh, we make the best decision for you know for for the fire department, the interest of the city, and obviously of the business owner. And uh, I think he's doing a great job for us. It seems obviously that we don't have the the fires that we used to have at one time. Correct. Why is that? You know, I think a lot of it has to do with building construction. Um, I think building construction uh, is a lot of it, um, but probably the biggest thing is fire prevention. Um, I think fire prevention uh, for many, many years has been uh, something that has we've just consistently seen a downturn in the number of fires uh, that we have. Um, the size of significant fires, I think that a lot of that is back to the building construction. But, you know, Almost 35 years ago when I started, um, it wasn't uncommon to have a fire every week, um, sometimes multiple fires a week. Um, right prior, uh, probably three to five years before I started is when the Weatherford Fire Department actually started their fire prevention program. And the program we use today is still almost identical to what it was back, you know, in the early 80s. Um, it's proven itself. It works. Uh, we're, we're in there talking to our uh, kids uh, in the schools, all the way from preschool, all the way up to, you know, uh, junior high. Um, we do a lot of other programs around. And so I, I really attribute our um, reduction in fires uh, to being just that, because it's not necessarily that nationwide. Um, there's still a, there's still a lot of fires going on. There's still, uh, you know, records being broken every year. Uh, fortunately this year, we actually, our call volume actually came down. Um, all of our fires were down uh, this year, so or you, in Weatherford has a very high rating insurance-wise. Uh, we do. We're uh, how, how do you maintain that? It's it's tough sometimes, uh, but we're we're currently a class two uh, with the ISO, um, and that's uh, just about as good as it gets. A class one is the best, uh, the, and that is extremely difficult to get. Uh, you almost have to be a metro type department with a lot of resources, a lot of manpower. Um, but to maintain that, we have to, you know, we have to make sure our off-duty guys, our volunteers, our automatic aid agreements with personnel, it's getting personnel to a scene, uh, it's training, logging, uh, lots of hours of training, uh, making sure, you know, you've got good quality equipment that responds, uh, you have the right number of pieces of equipment that respond to, to the different types of calls, um, our code enforcement, uh, plan review, all of that filters into it. Uh, the city water department um, is a big factor in our ISO grading. And uh, we're very, very fortunate that we have a great water system here in Weatherford. We have good water supply. 
uh, probably over about 95% of the city. And uh, so that really helps us out a lot. No doubt. Thank you for being on the show this morning. Absolutely. Appreciate you you stopping by and giving us an update once a month. You bet. The third uh, Tuesday of the month. You bet. So we look forward to getting Dan back here next week. We'll try to get the third wheel back here. Absolutely. (laughs) You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma time for state news. News from the Radio Oklahoma News Network. I'm Dale Forbes. If Oklahoma's private schools are going to take taxpayer money, one Democratic lawmaker says they should follow the same rules as public schools. State Representative Jacob Rosencrantz has filed a bill requiring that. He's an opponent of state money for private schools. You've kind of opened up the Pandora's box, this school choice Pandora's box, and um, I don't know if we can close it again. Rosencrantz says it's only natural that all schools funded by the state should follow the same rules. And Oklahoma continues to get poor ratings for the health of our people. Details from Radio Oklahoma's Bob Sands. Another top 10 finish for Oklahoma. Forbes advisor conducted an analysis of each state based on drug abuse, unhealthy lifestyle habits, and chronic disease, and lists Oklahoma as the eighth unhealthiest state in the nation. Most of the top 10 are southern states. The healthiest state in the nation is Hawaii. From the Radio Oklahoma News Network, I'm Dale Forbes. The Oklahoma Wheat Commission proud to support the work of OSU wheat breeder Dr. Brett Carver as he looks for that next great variety coming out of the OSU wheat breeding program. We talked with Dr. Carver recently about that process that he takes to get to that right variety. They've got to be able to take stress. You know, what we have to deal with in Oklahoma, and stress can mean a lot of different things. Of course, we've been dealing with a lot of drought stress, and and so I've I've actually looked at that. You can pick them out by eyeball. Of course, then we have to use the numbers. We get the numbers in the summer, and and I really go over through that. There's about six weeks in the summer where I just try to hide, just immerse myself in all the data because I want to match that data with what I see in the field. You know, and I have some expectations. Some of those aren't ever met, but sometimes they are, and that's when you know you've got something good. But drought stress and disease stress and grazing stress, just anything that we can throw at it. And that's why it takes us a little bit more time than I think than most programs to arrive at a final product. The Oklahoma Wheat Commission, working hard for wheat producers. The Right Time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on KCLI. If you're a veteran or maybe handicapped and having a hard time getting around, then you need to talk to the folks at Priority Home Medical Equipment. They have all types of wheelchairs for every need. They want to focus on your particular need, particularly with the motorized wheelchairs. They'll check it out for you. Medicare, Medicaid, your insurance company may pay for a motorized wheelchair. They have Pride Go Chairs. They're the best. So check them out today at Priority Home Medical Equipment. Located at 517 South 30th in Clinton. Priority Home Medical Equipment. Unlock unbeatable deals at H&C Supply in Weatherford. You'll find premium brands and unbeatable discounts up to 40%. Names like Proto, DeWalt, Crescent, Milwaukee, and Makita. Plus special discounts on PVC Schedule 40 and Schedule 80. And they carry a wide range of stainless steel pipe fittings. The best prices that beat the big box stores every time. H&C Supply is where quality meets affordability. Just off I-40 in Weatherford. H&C Supply. Great products, exceptional service. 6 or 7.34, 34 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. Welcome to our show. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. And uh, we've got cold weather out there. You need to wrap up really good. Let's go to uh, the newsroom. It's time for the latest news brought to you 
uh, by Bar S Foods. Good morning, Mr. President John Adams. Good morning. Are you nice and toasty? I am. How did you fare in the, uh, <laughs> Mr. President? How did you do last night in the in the Iowa caucuses? Oh, oh, oh! I um, I did not. You know what? I think I was a distant. What was it? Asa Hutchinson was still running, so a distant what sixth? I think, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, John less Adams. than less than point two percent. I'm thinking so. You know, we had a, a guy from in, in Anadarko when I was there, a, more, a DJ. His name was the Tall Dark Stranger. Uh, that was his on-air name. And uh, he ran for president. Oh, wow. A, a tongue-in-cheek campaign. Yeah, New like, Hampshire. Uh, uh, like he, the guy that puts the rubber boot on his head. Yeah, same kind of deal. <laughs> but this guy, he actually went around to civic clubs and spoke. He had a really good oh, wow. talk that he gave. Funny, humorous, and uh, we we went over to the Carnegie Tri County Fair, and we we borrowed a limo from the local funeral home, <laughs> <laughs> and we had these guys that worked for us dress up like uh, Secret Service. Secret Service. Oh, that's fantastic! And, and they were they were around him with little headphones in their ear. And <laughs> we drove over to the fair in that limo, and I mean, it was unbelievable the crowd we had that gathered around to hear. Oh, the fanfare! Oh, that doesn't surprise me it, at it, all. It was quite interesting to say the least. Bat Paulson, with uh, that used to be on the Smothered Brothers years ago. Mm-hmm. He, he was he ran for president a couple of years with a tongue in cheek campaign. So. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know with those tongue in cheek things, I mean sometimes it's that they just want to bring visibility to something that they care about, you know. And I think that's part of part of it as well. No, no doubt about it. So, how are you doing? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did. I cannot complain. Stayed warm for the most part. So it's. I went and tried to play disc golf on Sunday morning, and I made it two holes in, and then I was like, "No, this is probably not a good idea. I don't want frostbite." So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, this type of weather, we're not used to this. No, absolutely. I mean, and and that was the thing, Harold. I was going to say, it's like I mean, I had four layers on, and it was my hands. It was it was I had on my offhand, my non throwing hand. I had my glove on. And it's I, my th- the tips of my fingers were still going numb by the time I got back in my car. It's it is even if you're layered up, it's still dangerous out there. It can so. be yes. And winds this morning out of the northwest at ten miles per hour. It's cold. Uh, temperature of six degrees. Feels like minus nine. Ugh. And, Ugh. Uh, so. It should be sunny later today. I was going to say, fingers crossed, we'll get. I don't think we'll get above freezing today, but no. at least the sun's going to come out. So. Uh, 26, but the wind's going to shift to the south, which will kind of warm oh, things up for tomorrow. That right? is good to hear. You know what? As long as it's not in the single digits, I'm good with that. It's time now for the latest news. Take it away. John. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. I'm John Adams, and this is Right Radio News. Beckham County Sheriff Derek Manning says a Carter man is being held without bond on a complaint of first-degree manslaughter in connection with a fatal shooting last week. 37-year-old Clayton Sampson Hayes is in custody in connection with the shooting death of 42-year-old Coulter Jake Vaught of Sayre. Manning says the shooting occurred on a roadway outside of an oil field business on South Merritt Road last Thursday. He says the two men knew each other and reportedly had an ongoing dispute. Fire damaged a home in the 200 block of East 1st Street in Foss on Sunday. Foss fire officials say the home was occupied by firefighter Steve Holscher, who suffered smoke inhalation as a result of the incident. Authorities say one bedroom was a total loss, with water damage sustained to at least half of the home. Monetary donations can be made to help with housing and necessary needs. Those donations can be made at the Foss Fire Department at 200 North Broadway or at Sovereign Bank in Canute in care of Steve Holscher. Officials say it's believed the fire was electrical in nature. Southwestern Oklahoma State University is announcing the upcoming 
Anatomage Tournament scheduled for February 9th. This marks the second year the university has hosted the event, offering participants a unique opportunity to engage with the Anatomage Table 3D technology. Teams consisting of three to four students each can register for the Anatomage Tournament during the secondary team and late registration period, reopening this Friday and closing on Friday, January 19th. The top two teams will advance to the championships and will receive scholarships from the Swasu Foundation. You're listening to Right Radio News. Are you a skilled human resources professional with a passion for making a positive impact in the workplace? Do you thrive in a dynamic and collaborative environment? If so, we want you to join our team at Bar S Foods in Clinton as our human resources generalist on our second shift. Must have a minimum of two years HR experience or related equivalent experience. Benefits include on-site clinic for your health care needs, comprehensive medical, dental, and vision coverage. HR candidates can apply in person today at Bar S Foods in Clinton. State agencies have been at the Capitol in Oklahoma City for budget appropriations. State Senator Brent Howard, who is chairman of the Senate Subcommittee on Public Safety and Judiciary, breaks down what agencies, including the Department of Corrections and OSBI, are requesting this year. That I have, the requests are about $105 million increases over last year. So everybody's wanting a little more expenditures. Every one of them has asked for, you know, adjustments to salary or be able to adjust those. The second regular session of the 59th Oklahoma Legislature convenes at noon on February 5th. Tax cuts are going to be an important issue as the state legislature convenes for this year's session. Here's State Representative Anthony Moore talking about how his office prioritizes the importance of different ways to cut taxes. A lot of it comes down to talking to constituents and and finding out where their priority lies. Most people, not all, but most people just want some relief. Oklahoma lawmakers will have nearly $458 million more to spend in the 2024 legislative session than in the 2023 session, according to figures recently certified by the State Board of Equalization. Funeral services for 82-year-old Grace Holden of Weatherford will be held today at 10 at First Baptist Church of Weatherford. She worked as a dental assistant. Burial will follow in Rosemount Cemetery in Medford under the direction of Lockstone Funeral Home. Memorial services for 77-year-old Nelson Rogers Perkins of Weatherford will be held Wednesday at 2 at Cross Point Church. He previously coached football at Swasu and was director of the Wellness Center, services under the direction of Lockstone Funeral Home. Funeral services for Linda K. Oliphant will be held Wednesday at 11 at First Baptist Church of Carnegie. Interment will be held in Carnegie Cemetery under the direction of Ray and Martha's Funeral Home of Carnegie. I'm John Adams for Right Radio News. John, I do have this. Uh, I just got this. Uh, yes, sir. And you wouldn't have had it but because it's not a local funeral, but I have received word that uh, longtime Weatherford resident and the president of the First National Bank, Larry O'Neill, passed away. Larry O'Neill? Yeah, and he uh, he served here as president of the bank at First National, also was a member of the Weatherford uh, Rotary Club. But his service is 11 o'clock on January 18th, that's Thursday, at the Crawford Family Funeral Center, which is located at 610 Northwest 178th in Edmond. Uh, that service will be at 11 o'clock for uh, Larry O'Neill. He he uh, he served here in the bank. He also was here back at one time in the 70s with City Finance. And so he, he had a long career in banking mm-hmm. and uh, a friend to, to Weatherford. So just wanted to mention, throw that, that one out there for you this morning. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's going to wrap up our news. Anything else? I'm going to be at the the Watonga City Council tonight, so we'll have we'll hear we'll hear from the Watonga City Council coming up. So very good. Now, was there a fire in Carter? Did you catch? Did you have that on earlier? In yeah, the, uh, the uh, in it was the a fire damage to home in the 200 block of East First Street in Foss. In Foss, okay. yes, sir. Yeah. I, That's what I had. I didn't catch that. Uh, I heard it earlier, but I just want to make sure. Was any, no one injured in that? Uh, um, smoke inhalation by a firefighter, but that was the worst of the extent of it. Very good. So. John, thanks for being with us. Anything else before we uh, get on our horses and ride out of here? Well, let's look forward to New Hampshire. So are you surprised with um, the way things turned out? with n- the Because Repu- the Democratic results don't come out for... A while, but. Yes, sir. Um, I honestly that doesn't surprise me. I I expected the outcome that happened last night. I will. I'm much. I'm very intrigued by New Hampshire, and they're a bit more moderate. I would say. So I'm curious how Nikki Haley will fare, fare there. Honestly, I think, I think that she could uh, even win that one. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. I honestly independents think independents can vote in that. By yes, way. absolutely. I was going to say Ron DeSantis. I think for what he poured into Iowa, I don't think he got out what he wanted. The second place finish, I think, was probably. I, I think we could assume that was going to happen. Nikki Haley, I think he probably should have he should have won sec one second place. He should have finished second place in a greater percentage. I think it was but, very close, nip and tuck throughout the evening. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that I'm I'm curious to see what will happen in, in New Hampshire. I think it will be I think it'll be a little bit more representative of what will what's coming. So good point, good point. We'll see what happens. I I was. Trump had you know, it's one of those deals where it wasn't a matter of whether he win it's you know, it's he, a matter of how much to live up to how much he could yeah. win by and he did did very well 51% of the vote so that's going to wrap up this segment hey.